Show mercy, my robotic overlord. <laughs> I'm dead. On that note, welcome to the table. <laughs> we are the deck of many queers, just a group of queer folk gathered around to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that's us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deck of Queers, on Spotify, and online at deckofqueers.com. But uh, forgive us for not having much else to say because we are going to jump right into today's session. So, if everybody is ready. Fuck yeah. Where last yeah. we left off, our group of adventurers, of would be adventurers, found themselves in the Silk Sack, a tavern in the city of Baressa at the center of the continent of Asia. You guys had all gathered there independently as you had heard a rumor of an expedition that was going on nearby on the 16th of the month of Dawnfrost, which also happened to be a holiday known as the Feast of Harvesters, thanks. But... That was neither here nor there, as that was when you knew to meet with a woman named Vasaria. And as you all had gathered around a table on the morning of the 16th, eating a hearty breakfast provided by Dorothy, the owner of the Silk Sack, you guys were approached by a woman who introduced herself as the titular Vasaria. She told you guys that whenever you had finished your breakfast, after, of course, confirming that you were all together here for said expedition, that uh, once you finished your breakfast, to go and get whatever you need, gather your supplies, and meet her at uh, Nolfin's General Goods and Sundries, the general goods shop in Baressa. You all did just that, finishing your breakfast, some packing away a little bit of food, and gathering your supplies, and headed to Nolfin Supplies, and bought a couple of things that you thought you might need, and then met up with Vasaria. And your expedition began. You trekked for a day and a night, and during the night of the first day, uh, you were woken up as someone screamed out that there was some sort of creature and just woke everybody up and a mountain lion had attacked the group, which you guys quickly uh, dispatched of and then finished your rest. Uh, while you were traveling through the strangeness uh of the woods, also on the first day, um, you found, uh, actually this I believe was on the second day, you found a strange uh, pink water pool where Laura had said that it was known for being in a different plane, uh, had some interesting properties. You collected some of this and had Saria, of course, hold on to it, and uh, continued to make your way to the place of expedition, Tier Farrar. As you approached, it took a little bit of climbing to actually get into the new section of Tier Farrar that had been unearthed, and you all successfully made it up without too much of a hitch, and found yourselves in a strange and interesting place 
full of study and old books that seemed to fall apart if you touched them, uh, labs full of alchemical supplies, and more. In your explorations, you found a uh, strange crystal that seemed to emanate with energy, and you also discovered the journal of one of the studious sorts here, one of the leaders, and between various pokings and proddings around, you discovered that this crystal slotted into a disc on the front of this, and you also discovered that there was an illusory sort of plaque on the wall in the courtyard down below, and in setting this disc into the slot on this plaque, the sunburst at the center of the courtyard burst up into some sort of portal made of light. You stepped through and found yourselves in a room that connected to another room with a very strange statue and a bunch of mirrors. And going through the puzzle of mirrors, you found yourself in that room where the this invisible door that hadn't been there before um, kind of grinded open, allowing you into the final room of this strange place with this large sigil chalked on the ground and engraved on the ground. And as you entered, it began to illuminate and light up. And you found yourselves coursing with magic from the room that is absolutely pulsating through you. Now, let me... Put on some music that you might have to turn down because it's very loud. So, as this pulse of magic surges throughout the room, through each of you, a blinding light flares out from the sigil. As the light thins out and finally fades, you hear a strange grinding noise from above. You look up and you see a ceiling that is composed entirely of a single mirror. And in that mirror, you see not just yourselves, but a strange star-shaped form of metal above the sigil at the room's center. And as you watch, the five spheres embedded into the arms of this star-shaped creature split open and reveal five eyes, each of which move in this sort of disjointed cohesion before settling upon your group. The sound of grinding intensifies, and the form begins to shift. You see as the mirrors begin to warble and flex before the form shatters out of the mirrors. I need everybody to give me dexterity saving throws as this metal creature slams down from above. <laughs> I'm going to go down in order as usual here. Rahanan, dex save. Ten. Flynn. Oh. Uh, uh, modified 20. Okay, Laura. 16. Drusilla. 8. Treasure. 15. Berlian. 15. 15. Okay, so, Rohanan and Drusilla, um, 
you two uh, are not quite quick enough to move out from underneath this thing, and you and you, this thing slams uh, onto you two, kind of sticking the two of you underneath it. Each of you take two points of bludgeoning damage. And as the rest of you kind of right yourselves, you see that above the shattered mirrors seem to heal themselves, sealing the splinters and becoming whole once more. Roll initiative. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Ooh, okay, 21. Natural 20 on initiative. Let me go in order so I can keep this in order here, Rohanan. 17. Flynn. Flynn, you're muted. Uh, yeah, uh, 17. Uh, 19. Drew? 21, right? Yeah. Treasure? 7. 7, uh, Ver? 8. 8, okay. Uh, let me just roll for this creature. 2. Okay. So in order we have Drew, uh, Laura, Rohanan, Flynn, Verlian, Treasure, and then the creature. <laughs> so, up first is Rohanan. Rohanan, as you kind of leap out of the way of this falling creature, what do you want to do? Uh, not uh, Rohan, and sorry, I got mixed up. I was looking at my wrong order. Drusilla! Uh-huh. Uh, who, this this thing kind of is crushed on you. You're kind of stuck underneath a little bit, but it lifts itself and you're able to pull out away from it. Okay, uh, can I pull out my scimitar and, like, stab it in the side? Or try to? Sure. I would say the two of you are, like, right here until you want to move. And let me actually, I'm just updating the map. There we go. There's its picture. Oh my oh, god! Oh my god! What the hell? It's like a starfish. It's like bottle. a evil Just starfish. Describe yeah. Describe it for. Uh, so, uh, what you guys all see? Yeah. Before I forget, uh, you see this large star-shaped metal contraption. It has little spikes coming out of it. It's mostly this kind of bronzish golden color. Uh, but the the color of it, in, instead of being, uh, it, it's bronzish gold, but it also at the same time looks almost sort of soft in a fleshy sort of way. Ew. Yeah. And at its center, it has this big kind of pucker <laughs> uh, of uh, similar to where on the five arms there are these eyeballs that kind of protrude out from it. And oh, each I'm of the gonna... eyeballs seems to be following different people. I'm going to stab whichever eyeball is looking at me. Or whichever Alrighty, roll to hit. Oh no, that's a natural one. Yeah, natural one. No, as you go to stab it, you kind of miss a little bit, and your your uh, your weapon gets a little stuck underneath uh, of where, instead of stabbing into it, you kind of hit under it and kind of scrapes against the ground. Okay. Uh, that, that's all I can do. Uh, okay. Uh, let me... It's actually you two. I got your tokens mixed up because I'm a genius. Um, are the ones there, and then uh, do you want to back off a bit? Yes, please. All right, go ahead and uh, move your token wherever you want to be. 
Um, so you kind of take a few steps back. Uh, next is Laura. I bump into <laughs> treasure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As you kind of jump out of the way, Laura, of this thing falling from the ceiling. What's the uh, what's the d distance that I am from this thing at the moment? Um, if you look closely, you can see kind of white squares. Each of those is five feet. You can also like um, use the okay, so... move tool. Uh, so you're about okay. ten feet from it right now. Cool. Just wasn't sure if it was um if it was exact. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. What I think I'm gonna do is um I'm going to kind of glower at this thing. And I'm going to reach to a bracelet on my wrist with a variety of different crystals on it, which is going to beam out a spray of lights of the thing. Uh, that's going to be a dexterity saving throw. Ready? Uh, okay. It rolled an 18. Boo. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, that has no effect then. Okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, but I will back off because uh, this thing looks scary, and um, I'm also going to use bonus action to drop a hex on it. It is hexed. Uh, wait, hold on. That's two spells in one turn. Can't do that. Never mind. You can do Just... that, actually, if it's a bonus action. That's a homebrew rule, is if it's a bonus action, I don't do the uh, that spell stuff because I find it confusing and pointless. Fair enough. All so right. you can do that. I didn't have hexed. Yep. Yep. I thought I went over that in our session zero, but I guess that's another homebrew rule I forgot. My bad. It's all good. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Now it's Rohanan's turn, um, but first, um, at the end of Laura's turn, this thing is going to take a legendary action. Um, Jesus Christ. And it is going to make an arm attack against the nearest person, which is Rohanan. Rohanan, uh, that is going to be a t modified 20 to hit. Yeah, um, that doesn't hit. I have a plus 6 modifier for being adorable as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you take 4 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, Radan is bloodied. <laughs> oh. Want to do? Um. All right. Um. Am I prone? Um. You are prone, so you can use half your movement to get up. Okay. Cool. I will do that. And as I do that, um. Hannon like draws like one of their short swords and like reaches out a hand and uh like whispers uh something in like archaic elvish and I'm gonna use Hunter's Mark. Okay. And then I'm gonna try and stab in the closest eye. Hold a hit. Okay. That is a twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two hits. Alright. Dealing uh, seven piercing and uh, five from Hunter's Mark. Alrighty. So as you take your uh, your short sword or dagger, uh, short sword. You 
with your short sword, and you hold your hand out, mutter a few words in arcane elvish, uh, and this thing is mystically marked, and you go to stab into the eye, and the eye squishes kind of under your blade. Uh, you've stabbed through this eye. Uh, it kind of bursts around your weapon and explodes in this, um, just this burst of, of... It's not quite pus, but it's like eye gook. Ooh, yeah. Of course. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Is that your turn, Rohanan? That's my turn. All right, Flynn. All right. Uh. Okay. Uh, Flynn is gonna see this thing and. Oh, be so very confused. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, they're gonna pull out their arcane focus and cat magic missile forming, uh, three, uh, bright pinpoints of starlight and hit three different eyes with it. Um, just, yeah. Okay. okay, so as your magic missile, as these little kind of star, uh, shooting stars just go pew pew pew! Uh, <laughs> because, uh, because, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, go ahead and roll damage. Okay, that is 5, 10, 13 points of force damage. Nice. Okay. And, um, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just gonna stay where they're at, dumbfounded. Okay. okay. Perfect. Thing. Perfect. Um, that brings us to Ver. Okay. Uh, fuck. Okay, Ver is going to step forward and. Try and hit it with her mace. All right, roll the hit. Uh, that is uh fucking maths. Uh, twenty two. <laughs> yep, that'll definitely hit. Okay. You and that swing is... and smash into it. How much damage? Four, four points of damage. Okay, as you swing and smash into it, you feel as like when you hit the side of this thing, it gives closer to flesh than to metal, but it still rings out with, like, a metallic ting. Is, uh, is that your turn? That's my go. Alright, treasure. Okay, so, <laughs> quick question. Uh, in the center of this, this starfish metal eyeball thing, um, what is it? Is it like a mouth, or is it just kind of another eyeball? It or? looks like it could be either, but it is currently closed. Mmm. <laughs> Poke it with your stick and find out what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> Alright, well, Treasure is gonna go forward, and can she, like, monk flip over and land in the middle of it? Try sure, to? Sure, make an acrobatics. Okay, okay, okay. I'm scared. <laughs> 
she's gonna get eaten right now and it's not even okay well <laughs> that was an eight <laughs> That's an eight. So as you try to flip over Drusilla, you kind of misjudge Drew's height, and your foot kind of catches on Drew's shoulder, and you kind of face plant in the in the square Fucking in front of Drew. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because it's Drew's fault. <laughs> Fucking Drew! How dare you? Treasure just gets up right away, and just looks at Drew, and then goes to hit it with her staff. Okay. Rolled a hit. Roll that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, how dare. Uh, that was a 21 to hit uh, for 11, uh, that 11 damage. Hit. 11 damage. And then, and then she's going to unarm strike it for her bonus action. Let me. Okay. That was a 10 to hit for seven i don't know if that hits oh uh, yeah no unfortunately 10 doesn't hit as you go to strike it um uh with your unarmed strike after thwacking it with your staff one of the starfish legs just kind of just kind of twitches out of the way uh and you do miss unfortunately charges just oh you stupid starfish <laughs> and then that ends her turn okay um yeah, uh, it is the creature's turn now, and the creature is going to let out its paralytic gas. I need, let's oh, see, no. everybody, that. everybody in the room to give me constitution saving throws. <laughs> Hannon. Uh, 17. <sighs> Uh, one plus one is two. <laughs> hey, Laura. <laughs> Mood. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, Drew. Eleven. Eleven. Treasure. Four. Verlian. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, so Drew, with your eleven, you just barely succeed. Uh, Treasure and Flynn, however, the two of you are paralyzed. Um, you can make, you can repeat this at the end of your turns. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is its action. Uh, and it is, that's its turn. Uh, it gets its legendary action back, because it has one, um, because I'm a horrible person. Uh, and at the top of the round is Drew. Oh, God, okay, uh... I'm gonna move It is looking head. bloodied. I'm gonna move closer to it once more. And hit another one of it or I'll try to hit another one of its eyes. Oh, first I'm gonna cast Shillelagh on my staff. On my nope, I have my scimitar out. Never mind. Uh stab. So no Shillelagh. I will stab. That is a nine plus four, 13. Uh, no 13, unfortunately. As you uh, go to stab it, it just clings off of the, the fleshy metal of the construct that makes up this thing. It does not hit. I hiss at it. Mm hmm. I, can I still move a little bit more and go? <laughs> yeah, back? you can. And I'm you just going to move back again. All right. And as you move back, you will take an attack of opportunity. 
<laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, I forgot the first round too until like two more turns in, but that's okay. Um, however, that is a 14 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Okay. Alrighty, is that your turn, Drew? Yeah. Alright, Laura. Alrighty. Um, well, by the way, Laura, uh, as your turn comes around, as you kind of look, glance down at your hands, you see the color of the skin is kind of flickering. Oh, <gasps> uh, boy. Alright, well, uh, no time to worry about that now. Um, Laura kind of hesitates for a moment because this thing is big and scary, but then she takes note of the metallic clanging sound at the various blows striking against it and gets a rather evil grin before charging in to uh, sm smack it with her wire metallic glove. Which I believe, since this is metallic, I get advantage on this attack. Um, from... Uh, so, uh, this is Shocking Grasp. Um, oh, you have yep. advantage on the attack. Uh, yes. The target is wearing, wearing armor made of metal, but I guess that probably applies to metallic constructs as well, so... It does. Lovely. Okay. Nice. And... I got two thirteens to hit. Never mind. Oof, oof. Yeah, you go to kind of grasp it, and the, the star arm just twitches out of the way and kind of spasms as you almost grab it. And it's just like, you almost got it, you almost got it, you almost got it, but it's just holding itself a bit above your height. Not touchy. All right, that's my turn. Uh, okay. Um, that brings us to Rohanan. All right. Um, Rahanan will uh, try to run up like a, a trailing arm thing to like leap up into the center of it. Okay. Um. So you're kind of doing like a running jump onto it. Yeah. All right. Give me an acrobatics. 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 I almost said athletics. Acrobatics. <laughs> Uh, acrobatics, <laughs> 12 plus 6, uh, 18? 18, yeah, as you kind of hit onto one arm with your feet and just hit onto one arm with your feet, you know what I mean. Uh, as you run and leap and you land in the center of this thing, what are you trying to do? Yeah, as they're, like, mid-leap, they're going to pull out the other short sword and they're going to try and attack whatever the eye-mouth thing is. Uh, so first attack is okay. a... Uh, 14 plus 6, modify 20. Uh, yeah, that'll definitely hit. Dealing uh, 5 slashing and 1 hunter's mark. <laughs> and then bonus action uh, will attack again with the, with the offhand. Uh, 23 okay. to hit. That'll definitely hit. Uh, dealing 4, uh, no, sorry, 6 slashing. Um, do I do Hunter's Mark twice? Um, you do Hunter's Mark each time you attack, but you don't add your proficiency bonus to the secondary attack. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so how much damage? Uh, so, I guess in that case, uh, the sword damage is only two, and okay. then Hunter's Mark is six. 
So minus eight. This thing is not looking good. Um, okay, so as you do this running leap and you bring your two short swords down into the center of this thing, it kind of grates off of the protrusion of this like pucker and like stabs into the fleshy armor uh, into a spot of flesh between the metal bits that make this thing up. It doesn't quite stab on either side into the, the area where you guys think there might be something else that, like a mouth or an eye or whatever you guys think is there. It just slides off, but it does stab into some exposed areas. And that's like, significant damage. Get the, the last hit in, they'll look up to Treasure and say, that's how you do it! And wink. <laughs> that's okay. just rude. Taunting and winking at a paralyzed person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, that brings us to Flynn. Flynn, at the end of your turn, uh, you can make another constitution saving throw. Uh, 19! 19, you are no longer paralyzed by the gas that has kind of filled this room out from, like, the exposed pores of this creature. Um, okay, uh, Verlianne. I would like to bonk it with my mace again. Alright. Uh, that is a like a twelve. Twelve? Uh yeah. yeah, unfortunately a twelve won't quite hit. Yeah. Um, as you go to bonk into it, it just kind of bounces off of the armor. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's my go. Okay. Uh alrighty. Uh oh. Who are we losing? No. Uh, yeah, Treasure did say they might be having difficulty. Yeah, 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 she did. Uh, okay, um, that is the end of your turn, Verlian. Uh, mm-hmm. Treasure, if you're back, um, you can make a con save at the end of your turn. <laughs> My internet's acting up. It's okay. okay let me. Okay. Am I still in the? I think so. Let me see. Yeah, you're paralyzed where you're at. Uh, 13. 13 succeeds. You are no longer paralyzed, but that is at the end of your turn. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. Yeah, my turn. <laughs> uh, now it comes to the creature's turn. It gets to roll to see if it gets its paralytic gas back. It does not with a natural one on, well, there's only six-sided dice, but whatever. Uh, so uh, it is going to take its multi-attack. Uh, and conveniently enough, there are almost enough people around you for one for each arm. Um, so we're gonna go around in order here. Um, treasure, uh, no. that <laughs> oh. is a, uh, uh, a 23 to hit. Yes, that hits. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, you take six points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a nine to hit. Misses. Uh, Verlian, that is a nineteen to hit. That hits. Uh, you take uh five points of bludgeoning damage. Alright. Um, Laura, that is an eight to hit. Uh, and it strangely is... that misses. And it's going to, with its fifth multi-attack, because it has five, uh, try to hit Laura again uh, with a 13. Also misses. Alrighty. That is its turn. As it does this kind of weird spinning whip, whipping out its tentacle arm 
appendages at each of you, uh, at one of you twice. Uh, hits a couple of you, doesn't hit all of you. Um, that is its turn. Back at the top of the round is Drusilla. Probably Drusilla's looking rough. Probably try to swipe at me while uh, keeping out of range of my gloves, so we have this weird eh, eh kind of thing going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Um, yeah, uh, at the top of the round is Drusilla. It's, this thing is looking rough. Um, is it an action, a free action, or a bonus action to switch weapon? Free action. A free action? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna switch weapons. Yeah, I say I say what you do is you like drop your weapon and pull out your other weapon. So yeah, to do it as a free action. I'll just pick it up later though. Yeah, I will move closer to it again. I keep hopping back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, cast Shillelagh on my quarterstaff and try to like stab it with the quarterstaff in the whole pucker thing in the middle of it. Um, World hit. Uh, 13 plus 5, 18. 18 hits. Okay. 1d8 plus 3. Give it a nice thwack. Ah. Well, 1 plus 3 damage, so 4. 4 points of damage. Alright, this thing's not looking good, y'all. Uh, as you go to smack it in the, the center of uh, its mass, um, it just thwacks. This time, unlike the other times that you and your allies have hit it, this part feels and respawns as if it is made of metal instead of this kind of weird fleshy material. Um, it's it's quite solid, but you do a little bit of damage to it. Okay, nice. Uh, are you staying where you're at? Uh, yeah, because I don't want to take an attack bomb for two minutes. Okay, uh, that brings us to Laura. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, this, this game of keep away is amusing, but it's not very effective. So we're going to forge forward, get a little closer, and once again attempt to grab it with a shocking grasp. All right, go ahead and roll with advantage. Okay. Uh, that is a 24. That definitely hits. All righty. Four. Uh, five lightning and five necrotic damage. Oof. So, Laura, how do you want to do this? <gasps> Woo! Well, um, evidently, uh, as Thank a you. metallic construct, it's not keen on getting hit with lightning, so it keeps trying to recoil, but that just gives me an opening to grapple on and shove my glove against that central area and just send every charge of electrical magic that I can into it. Okay. So as you do so, as you get into its space and kind of just smack it on this uh, central part and deal your finishing blow, the metal creature begins to twitch and shake. Let me... Do I take any damage from being on top of it? Uh, no. Uh, okay. You uh, you managed to slide off. Um, as the joints grind and it collapses to the ground, its 
it's five eyes, some of which are kind of exploded, uh, but there's like these metal wires where they were. Uh, they begin to spin rapidly until finally the covers slide back into place. And <clears throat> you all hear as this thing hums this strange sort of noise before the center that you guys have been attacking pops open, revealing a strange cylinder shape protruding from the body. That's odd. What is that? Should we oh. go and get it? Or we just gonna... Laura kind of um, half collapses on the, the form of this thing. Not quite against the cylinder, but near it. Just evidently having thrown a little too much magic into that and there's a lot of energy just flowing over her. Um, for the end, we'll climb over and try and just inspect the cylinder, I guess. Okay. Um, that is... 13 for investigation. Sure. Two. Uh, one second. Let me log back into roll 20 because my computer crashed Chrome. Oh. Oh, no. um, yeah. Uh, so as you investigate the cylinder um, and the center of this strange shape, um, you see that... It is, it rather resembles the, the cylinder shape rather resembles the hilt of a weapon of some sort. It is made of metal. It is, um, as, as it's made of a pretty, uh, a pretty dense kind of metal that is a bit silvery in appearance you see that this is a really strange metal um go ahead and give me a uh, a history check that was almost good wow seven seven uh yeah you're not sure what kind of metal this is um uh, it's uh, can Vril try and pull it out? Yeah, you uh, grab it and pull it out with ease, and as you pull the cylinder out, the humming noise stops, and uh, the door that had grinded shut behind you guys before uh, grinds open again, and the room goes quiet. Um, you see that there is still a faint light emanating from this circle engraved on the ground and then chalked over. The sigil where this thing has fallen. Um, just this very faint kind of speckles of light kind of dancing out of it. But for the most part, there's really no noise in here and there's nothing else uh, moving in this space. Um, Verlien will hop down and just go over to Drew and hold out the weird thing and just go I feel like this might be more something you'd know about 
I'll I'll take it and just like look at it. Like, do I do I know anything about this? Make a uh, history check. History, history. I have proficiency in that. That's good. that is a sixteen plus five twenty one. 21. Uh, yeah, you recognize this medal as a medal that has only recently come to light in the world. Um, you recognize this as Mithril. Okay, so I, I tell everyone what that is. Um, and you would all, upon being told that it is Mithril, most of you have heard of Mithril at this point. Uh, you just might not have had first-hand experience to identify it. Uh, you guys know that Mithril comes from the fairly recently, that is to say about 25 years ago, a place was discovered called Dowercolm, and the great, the newly appointed great city of New Arafea is where this metal supposedly comes from, or at least that's where it comes from now. But this city that was found, this Dowercolm, was apparently the origin city of the Dwarven race on Theosia. <clears throat> How big is it again? Uh, it's about uh, hand size. It's it seems like it's about the size that would make for just the the cylinder part of the hand hilt of a sword. It doesn't have any flair to it or anything. It's a simple metal um, with a little bit of leather wrapping. Can I put it in one of my pouches for safekeeping? Sure can. I will Laura will uh, slowly straighten up, and uh, for a moment, if anyone's paying attention, her shape seems to twist momentarily, but then it settles, she takes a deep breath, and uh, all seems to be well. Um. Can I roll perception to see what the Vel yeah, notices? Uh, I would say uh, with your guys' passive perceptions, uh, since you guys are kind of studying this metal as this is all happening, uh, let me pull up your passive perceptions. I would Mine's say, 15. Yeah, yours is 15. I would say uh, Rulian, Rohanan, and Treasure, uh, who uh, whose internet just kicked off again. Um, that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to notice this. Um, uh, yeah. You're right there, Laura. You look a bit shaky. Uh, um, <clears throat> I'm fine. It's just, that was a lot of magic. Yeah. I think it, uh, I think it overloaded something. But, uh, no, I'm I'm fine. Shall we take a, a small rest for you? Would that be best? No, uh, I, I'm just. Uh, I think maybe we should try and get out of here and back up to the surface. For one thing, I got a crystal to reclaim. You said All that's the right. uh, that's mithril. Yeah. That's Mithril. Can I take a look? See if I can figure out anything? No, take it out of my pouch again and give it 
Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um, so there's, uh, would this be history again? Just, uh, this is from the perspective of a, um, a smith rather than anything else? Yeah, or? yeah. Uh, I would say history. Okay. Uh, okay, that's natural 20 for a modified 24. Okay. Uh, you identify that this is most certainly the hilt of probably a longsword, and that it has been expertly crafted in a way that makes it appear simple and almost easy to do, but is certainly certainly the craftsmanship of somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. You can also tell that this is very old mithril. Uh, with that history check, you have encountered modern mithril, and modern mithril is a a little bit different. The color is a little bit different uh, compared to samples of old mithril that have been found in Dowercombe. Uh, you haven't seen those samples yourself. You've only heard of them. Um, but, yeah, this definitely appears to be the coloration you've heard of that is just a little bit different from modern mithril that you've encountered. Because you have encountered modern mithril. Okay. Um, yeah. so you, said, you said this is just the hilt? Um, yes. Is that, just is, can the, I like, handle part of the hilt. There's no, like, flare, there's no arm, there's no hand guard, it's just the handle. Gotcha. Does it look like um, uh, something was removed from it, or something broke from it, or...? It, it looks like it is a finished piece in and of itself, but that it is definitely missing something. It is forged in a way that you can tell with your natural 20 um, that there might be another piece that inserts into a, a small divot. There's like this small screw-like divot that's just a slight twirl to it. And that looks like something would shink into place. Well, she'll take the uh, take the health, just weigh it, examine it, run her fingers over it lightly. Well, I'll tell you this for free. This is extremely old, and it is the work of a master. Don't let the simple ornamentation fool you. I doubt that I could make anything this good. Uh, Rahanan's gonna like move around to take a closer look at it. Um, does it have any like inscriptions on it? No. Okay. If you look here, see where something's supposed to slot in. Possibly blade itself that was supposed to go with this. This was definitely designed either as an independent piece or to be dismantled for whatever reason. Uh, stranger, does this sword look like the one that the statue was holding? Or the hilt? Mm. Does it look like it could be part of the one that no. it was holding? No. Okay, cool. Uh, the statue wasn't holding a weapon. The weapon that was given was a short sword. It was the, uh, the angriest dagger. The da yeah. dagger? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, 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 the dagger. Not the short sword, sorry. 
Well, um, considering this uh, for a time, she will hand it back to Drisella. Okay, I'll pocket it again. All right, well, the uh, door's open again. Question is, can we make our way back out of here? Given that there didn't seem to be a wealth of options for uh, for escaping this whole underground shebang. Well, we gotta try something. We can't uh, stay here forever. Let's go see if that statue's feeling any chattier. Yeah. Um, I want to study the chalk on the ground to see what spell knowledge I can get from it. Okay, make an arcana check, please. Um, okay, that's uh, arcana modified 20. Modified 20, okay. Um, the... The design of this circle that is engraved into the ground and then chalked over, uh, it is definitely engraved into the ground so that it's like a permanent circle with the chalk detailing over top of it. The chalk itself, as you kind of run your finger through it and rub it between your fingers, it kind of just turns to dust a little. Um, but the glyphs and insignias and language that this is written in um, is in... Uh, it's it's some sort of archaic language, um, like an archaic common, uh, with hints of other languages in it. And the design of the circles within and the overall design of this definitely has a, an abjuration effect to it, a, a touch of abjuration magic to it. Um, just how the, uh, the magic circle is, is drawn. Yeah, uh, I'm going to cast comprehend languages to try to understand it better uh you cast comprehend languages and as you do so the the sigil itself the words in it that you comprehend you begin picking apart individual words and phrases that are written out and pulling it together with your existing arcane knowledge. And this appears to be some sort of seal. Um, that's the most that you can pick out with it, uh, that it is some sort of magic seal. Um, there's no specific spells that go into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, uh, it appears this circle was some sort of seal. Um, probably locking that thing away. I had to guess. Oh, one other, one other thing you notice, Flynn, is that the language in it with your comprehend language, um, <clears throat> it hints at this being one part of a larger design. Well, this isn't the only. That's worrying. <laughs> uh, Do you think the other seals are housing the other parts of that sort? It would make sense. Yeah, that is an interesting hypothesis. Uh... Could well be that... Uh... Each of those labs that we saw on that map could have something like this hidden away in them. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to go around and uh, collect all the sword hilts and stuff, and if it was a seal, you think they really wanted uh, for it to be taken? <laughs> Well, I mean, if this was supposed to be some kind of real defense measure, then I figured they'd put something a little stronger than a chatty statue and a, and a silly riddle to keep us out of here. Maybe we're not the ones that are supposed to be kept out of here. Something else that's being protected from. Exactly. That might not get through these specific protection measures. But I do agree that it was a little on the weaker side, and they could have gotten better security. Is the seal Drew's just like nursing her, her wound and looking at Drew so that, like, you got me fucking paralyzed. <laughs> she's not going to say anything. She's just like, okay. <laughs> Stranger, is the seal, like, like, is it, was this all it was for? Is it done for? Or can it still be? Um, activated it, again in a way? It seems that when you entered the room, that it had activated, and that surge of magic was it activating. Okay, so it's it's done for. It's there's no. It as far as you can tell. Um, and as far as Flynn can tell, yes. And the door is on the ceiling. Um, the door. No, the door is. Uh, the door is where you guys entered and exited from. Oh, uh, the shit, ceiling yeah. is a ceiling of mirrors. Uh, it's a singular large mirror that had splintered and then come back up. Um, I forgot uh, I forgot a little detail, but uh, it's not important now uh, about the mirrors. But um, yeah, the, uh, the mirrors just reflect the room. Uh, As in it doesn't show us. It shows you guys. 
Oh, okay. Worth checking because Mira's been a bit weird here. Yeah, Verlien is going to throw her dagger up at the mirror. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, you hurl your dagger up at the mirror. Um, go ahead and roll a damage. Uh, damage. Where's my default? That is six points of damage. Six points of damage. Okay, yeah. As you hurl your dagger up at the mirror, it does stab into the mirror and you see as the mirror warbles and like flexes a little bit like it did when this creature was coming out of it and it absorbs the dagger. Oh, it no. ate my dagger! I hope you didn't want that back. That is not normal. The... Can, can, be cl- can Verlien yeah, run to the wall and climb up? <laughs> the wall is very smooth in here. Um, but as you guys are kind of staring at it, and as Verlian kind of runs over to the wall trying to look for a way up, um, uh, about uh, about six seconds passes, and the mirror kind of shimmers, and the dagger is hurled back out of it as the glass shatters, and the dagger just shing into a... Uh, Nearly hitting Verlian, uh, but just barely missing and landing on the ground with a loud clatter. And as you guys look, another six seconds pass, and the mirror that shattered to let out the dagger heals back up once again. It gave me my dagger back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I uh, can can treasure. Is this creature? thing, whatever. <laughs> uh, leaking eye goop. <laughs> um, no. Uh, because where the eyes were, the slots closed. Yeah. Is there something she could necessarily harvest, where if she took it back to, like, the right person to study, they would know what creature this was, or what kind of creation it is? You could probably try to harvest some of the the metal parts of it, uh, because there are joints, and where there are joints, there are seams. And you could probably try to harvest some of the metal parts of it. Alternatively, you could draw it. Oh, oh true. She's she's wise, but she's not smart. <laughs> <laughs> she's wise, but she's got ten intelligence. That's fair. <laughs> uh. Yeah, sticking to her character, she's going to try and harvest the metal things instead of drawing it. Hey, go ahead but and give me notices. a... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys all notice as Drew just kind of crouches down and... Uh... No, not Drew. I'm treasure. sorry. Treasure. Um, treasure just kind of crouches down and starts, uh... yeah, trying to harvest bits off of this thing. Um... and will assist. Yeah. Uh, After boxing her dagger again. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting the dagger this time. Um, yeah, you guys <laughs> do uh, do manage to start trying to harvest this thing. Go ahead and give me strength checks. Both of, of us or just yeah. with advantage. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, both of you. <laughs> Can I do a survive check? 
Uh, if it were okay. if it were a beast, maybe. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that is a one strength. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. What about you, Ver? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. So treasure struggling. Uh, but Vera comes over and is like, no, you do it like this, and, uh, gets, uh, the mace, uh, and uses kind of the hilt of the mace and, like, leverage to kind of thunk and rip off a piece of this, uh, metal plating. And the metal plating, um, it's definitely metal-backed that you get, uh, and a little bit of oil seeps out from the creature where you've ripped it off, but, like, the top of it, the top layer is, like, it's got that sort of give that flesh has while still feeling kind of metallic, almost kind of like aluminum foil. Interesting. Should Treasure just looks over at her. I mean, I... Obviously, I loosened it. Obviously. <laughs> would, you, would you like to do the rest then by yourself? <laughs> oh, no, you... I mean, you're doing such a good job. You you just you just keep going. <laughs> okay, I will. So how many uh how much time do you want to spend trying to harvest plates from this thing? Uh how many does treasure want? <laughs> uh she seems pretty satisfied with just like one or two. Not not all of them or anything. Okay, well we'll, we'll try and get a second one then. Easy enough, um, now that you know how to do it. Yeah. Um, apply a bit of force and leverage and pop off the plates. You can, if you spend, uh, if you wanted to collect more, you could collect about six plates over the course of like ten minutes. So what's it like underneath the plating? Sorry? Um, underneath the plating, it is metal. Um, it is flat metal pieces that are kind of stuck together. And you can see how, you can see lines of, like, welded lines together. Uh, and there are little holes that have uh, a little piece sticking out of them that seem to be where the plates were jointed and connected to, where they were broken and snapped off. And where they're broken and snapped off, a little bit of oil kind of seeps out from those small holes. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Laura will probably, uh crouch down and take a look at the uh, the exposed areas once they're while um, fairly ends wrenching plates off. Yeah. Yeah, they're just these small rectangular holes that have these little bits of metal sticking out where the plates were connected to um, and snapped off. You can't really see in much else exposed. And it's still interesting for a, uh, a smith and artificer. Yeah. For sure. Um, the design is definitely very interesting with your background, and uh, um, it probably inspires you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Still, uh, she is clearly a little impatient to uh, to get going and get out of here. Yeah. Treasure just cartwheels away with her wounds bleeding out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like we really should take a just a small break. Maybe just rest up a little yeah. bit. I mean, we can easily keep going. It's fine. We should <laughs> try to get out to the surface. 
I, for one, don't feel like spending too much time down here. Yeah, wouldn't want to get trapped if we stay here too long. You don't know. Hmm. Okay. That's you know, so then. It would be funny if we had to fight the if we had to fight the uh, statue right after this. <laughs> would be hilarious. Extreme sense of humor. It seems that Treasure's warning you guys <laughs> in her weird way. <laughs> kind of like, you know, it'd be funny if that our bad luck would be worse luck <laughs> right after this. I'm sure it'll be fine. On that note, that is where we're going to end today's session. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. To our listeners. <laughs> Actually, one yeah. second. Sure. After Flynn hears that, uh, they're gonna take a second to just cast Mage Armor on themselves. Okay. <laughs> so as Flynn casts Mage Armor and the others start to go back towards the door, <laughs> that's where we close up. Uh, to our listeners, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Deck of Queers for announcements whenever we upload new content. And thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time here at the Deck of Many Queers. Woo! Woo! Bye! <laughs>